Well, hello there. Welcome to Further Every Day, the podcast uh, where we discuss the current events from the Christian worldview. But here's the catch. Each of us is sitting in a chair, a chair from which we are arguing the Christian worldview. To my, I am Jonathan Gelly, your host, and to my right, I got Josh here, arguing from the chair of... I am arguing from the chair of culture. How are you doing, John? Doing fine. Yourself? I'm doing pretty dang good. You got me. Okay, very good. Moving on to Jennifer, to his right. How are you today, Jennifer? Well. What chair are you sitting in? Politics. All right. That'll be fun. And then to your right, Mrs. Pomeroy, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing all right. What chair are you sitting in? Theology. Very, very good. All right. So with that said... Uh, we're going to look at a few stories today, but I think today we're going to start off with UFOs. Got a couple of articles, one from Politico and um, one from, uh, I got a couple coming in from Jennifer. Yes, I'm trying. While she's sending me that, we will go ahead and go to the political article. I found this interesting. This is sort of post-fact, but uh, the political article uh, is ex-official who revealed UFO project accuses Pentagon of quote unquote disinformation uh, campaign. Lou Elizondo's inspector general complaint asserts that officials have tried to discredit him since he went public. So uh, I find that to be interesting. Now, is this the guy, this wasn't the same guy who went on the Rogan. I don't know. Did, did he go on Rogan? So here, you you you, read you, the article. you tell me. So we'll go ahead and we'll start by reading the article here. Uh, with that said, the former Pentagon official who went public about reports of UFOs has filed a complaint with the agency's inspector general claiming a coordinated campaign to discredit him for speaking out. By the way, he's a full UFO believer. Like he's a hardcore believer in the UFOs. So he's saying uh, they're trying to discredit him, uh, including a accusing a top official of threatening to tell people he was crazy, according to documents reviewed by Political. Lou Elizondo, a career counterintelligence specialist who was assigned in 20, or 2008 to work for a Pentagon program that investigated reports of unmanned aerial phenomenon, filed a 64-page complaint with the independent watchdog on May 3rd, as met several times with investigators, according to his legal team. So the, the, the short version of this, all of the to preface... UFO stuff that you're sending me. Um, what we're doing here is we're looking at someone who is saying there's more beneath the surface and they're calling me crazy. Now, maybe he is, don't know. It's always an interesting argument, but um, hot take culture. Hot take culture potential suppression i mean at least what he's alleging is a potential suppression of information here and ultimately a discrediting of someone and their beliefs and i guess that you could say that that's a that's a wider cultural issue is the discrediting of people's beliefs if they go against what you want to be perpetuated hot take from uh, the theological chair I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Well, uh, you know, are there UFOs? How did this start? Where did it begin? Are there phenomena in our history in the United States beyond UFOs? I mean, have people seen ghosts? You know, we have a lot of things unexplained out there. So this doesn't really shake my world to think that somebody is claiming there's UFOs. my understanding was that the government was going to come out and review that there there were UFOs. Uh, it doesn't really change anything. God is God over the universe. Just because we don't understand it doesn't mean doesn't force God out. Sure. There's a lot of things, and the reason I said about ghosts, there's a lot of things that people have seen and witnessed they can't explain. Mm-hmm. But that is part of our limited human intelligence, in my opinion. And from the political chair, hot take. Yes. So the article that I just sent you is is the one that I found geared towards politics, and I found it really interesting. It explains why now they are starting to release this information. So they didn't just decide 
that they wanted to do it right now. It's actually part of the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2021. And the way that they got this passed through was they included the release of UFO information in the COVID relief bill last year <laughs> as part of the over 5,000 pages of the COVID relief bill. They included UFO intelligence agency information. I so, think that's an important political point to bring up as to how people sneak stuff into these stupid bills. So do you think that that's obfuscation for the way we're handling mm -hmm. COVID? I think it's, it's, it's that and it's just absolute garbage that they do that. Because they do that with all kinds of bills. Yeah. This happens all the time and it's one of the ways that political people have gotcha moments because they you know they'll title a six thousand page bill the we love children who's gonna act. read it who's gonna read it exactly that? you know the, oh you're voting against the we love children act or the hitler was wrong act you're a monster well they're not voting against the fact that we love children or that hitler was wrong they're voting against the four thousand pages that have nothing to do with that correct so that's my why the emphasis thing. now on this information this, mm -hmm. i mean people have always suspected there's always been rumors that you know of ufos and the government had information well, why now well the thing that got me was i thought it was two years ago or a year ago where the pentagon released videos of the, these ufos so it was the navy who released them mm -hmm. or they were leaked by the navy See, but that's, and this yeah. is now the pentagon saying that they are legitimate videos from the navy and that no they don't have an explanation yet because the one on this article from the WAPO, mm -hmm. that's the that video I've, is the most popular video I can remember, mm -hmm. and that's all, that's been on the internet for a while. And so like you said, I guess yeah. it's now just the confirmation of said information. Yes, so they they are needing to confirm it, and then um, in the coming weeks they're going to have to release more information. So the the um, the Intelligence Authorization Act says that they have 180 days from January 1st to release more details i do like the so fact, within yeah. the next coming weeks they actually have to start giving like details mm -hmm. and i like the fact that you brought up the, a, a wider issue in politics where it's this inclusion of if, if i could compare it to anything this is a weird comparison mm -hmm. but in anime there's filler and then there's canon <laughs> and there's just a whole lot of filler in there yeah just and not a whole lot of it's real material pertaining to the actual issue yeah so uh, actually and, and on that note what i want to do is i want to go ahead and swap over to the uh article that jennifer is citing here it says thanks to trump era covid relief bill a ufo report may soon be public adding to your point mm -hmm. last year's gargantuan 2.3 trillion just to Put in context, because mm -hmm. yeah, numbers do matter. Two point three trillion appropriations bill uh, did a couple of very obvious things: it provided millions of Americans with bad leave. No, it didn't. COVID <laughs> coronavirus relief aid mm -hmm. very late, very anyway, and averted an impending government shutdown. It also dealt with UFOs. Wow. Uh, why? Why? How does that? And what else is in there? No, Two point three trillion dollars. You could have given that to individuals. Now, of course, that would. In, in theory, but in reality, you would bankrupt the United States yeah. if you did it that way. So they had to be, but it didn't help Americans, was, was help this politicians. This was a bill passed during the Trump era. Do you remember in, uh, I want to say October, uh, July, October, we had this all this consternation over these the two and three trillion dollar and the government shut mm -hmm. down yep. and it was leveraged against uh, folks. Uh, on the right. And you were a bad person if you didn't want this. You were preventing people from getting an $800 stimulus check. And I guarantee you, because I, I had no idea, this this bill was more than 5,500 pages. And you want, obviously it's not all about COVID. There's freaking UFOs in here. The, I have no idea what else garbage was in there. And I'm not going to, I'm absolutely not going to read it. <laughs> It's too much. I just noted that I'm eating in front of everyone. <laughs> you're, but you're not on camera, I, yeah, so you're, you're good. This is, you know, the, Charlie Pomeroy's on the side. Don't put anything on the table, though. You're going to rattle the camera. All right. <laughs> so, 
Actually, let's go ahead Quality and slide. Actually, let's slide was, Charlie your, Parmer in. What was your philosophy hot take? So my philosophy hot take on this is, again, it always goes down to what's the purpose, and we could we could expound expound upon the broader meaning of of uh, life outside of human beings. Mm-hmm. But I take a theological bent to this. I take a theological bent. Thank you. I take a theological bent to this, uh, in the sense of. I think that man has done crazy things with experimentation. If you see genetic experimentation in creatures that don't look like us, uh, a lot of it's been man-made, man-inflicted. I'll use the word man-inflicted on humans and other folks. There's a dark element in our government. If I can go full Rogan or full uh, uh, Alex Jones on you. <laughs> not, not interdimensional. Uh, very much mm-hmm. so our people. By the way, joining us right now is Charlie Pomeroy. He's going to scooch on in into frame here. Charlie Pomeroy, how are you today, sir? I am doing great. Sorry to get everyone to scooch on in. You guys are good. No worries. No, come on in just a bit more. Come on in just a bit more. You got to be in frame. Yep. So uh, Charlie Pomeroy is going to be sitting in the chair of economics. So you're going to have Whoa. to debate the Christian worldview or Christian <laughs> response from what is economically feasible. So with for that, dealing with this issue, for, for dealing with oh man, <laughs> but this is an easy one. This is an easy one because mm-hmm. this two point three trillion dollar expenditure was made. Very little of it got to Americans, mm-hmm. but it funded like twenty two million dollars for the Pentagon's uh, research as part of the political article that we were just uh, uh, mm-hmm. referencing. So that's that's my thing. Well, okay. There's there's several things that come across my mind when I think about this from an economic standpoint, and I this is this is a hard place to debate from. Let me just say that. But number mm-hmm. one, is this really any different than going to the moon or having a space program? Now there, and I know there's going to be a lot of people out there. Charlie, come on. There's a lot of science that is advanced through space exploration. Mm-hmm. I get it. In the grand scheme of things, what's the right amount to spend on NASA or space exploration? What's the right amount to spend on researching UFOs? What's the right? And so the debate isn't necessarily so much whether it's advantageous for us to do it. The debate is how much. Well, so $22 million is a drop in the bucket. The $2.3 trillion was dispersed over a large variety, including but not limited to this. But my thing is, I, I think they're actually robbing uh, uh, Pete to pay, pay Joe someone for their think oh, tank. And, and I, couldn't, I couldn't disagree with that possibility. And That's so, absolutely right. And so with, with that, you, you look at the value of the hard-earned tax dollars and what they're being... What they're using this is they're they're using as leverage to, as I think Jennifer was pointing out, using as leverage to sort of push over towards how can we obfuscate how we're handling COVID. Um, okay, so from your economic standpoint, the the that certainly well could be it wouldn't affect the economic standpoint because the question still remains: how much do I really research this? I like the point that you just made about, you know, pushing a project over to somebody. I would even submit to you this. If if that is the case, then leaking photos helps ensure that that thing sticks around. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that one is a real possibility as well. And I could certainly see that. And you're right. Twenty two million is just a drop in the bucket. But from, what, you know, a few people that are doing research on it. Hey, why not? You know, that's a nice little. Home. Yeah, it, it, it is. So let's go around the room here. Let's start off with the culture chair. Your response, you think, kind of kind of summing up, or if you want to expound more, go ahead. But summing up what your thoughts are on what this, this um, becoming culturally normalized. What's the Christian's response and the Christian's reaction to that. Now, when you say becoming culturally normalized, are we talking about... UFOs. UFOs. So, for me, that's not even really what I was thinking about with this issue. 
Okay. I was thinking about the political article. The political article to me was the the bigger teller of what happens in society. And it was with this guy who comes out, he says, Oh look, these UFOs, they're here, they exist and stuff like this. But then the Pentagon tries to run a he's accusing the Pentagon of trying to run this disinformation campaign. And I thought that hits honestly at a wider issue of what happens when you don't perpetuate a narrative that someone agrees with is that they try to discredit you by saying, oh, you don't agree with this narrative that I want to push? Oh, then you, oh, you're a racist or you're a bigot or you're this or that or that. Because it's lumped into something else. Because the thing is, when that word gets attached to you, the word holds some weight and but they, it completely puts you in the what, what, wait, what? They're making a non-falsifiable claim that you would uh, lynch someone because of the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. They're making yeah. a non-falsifiable claim, and it's hard to hard to walk down. It's very good, but it's it is it's a it is just ultimately a, a broader sim or it's a symptom of a broader issue that is happening in the cultural society. All the more reason for us to understand truth. Amen. Yeah. On to the political chair. Yeah, so I mean obviously with hiding this in massive bills, it can apply to many different things that they've snuck in and in things like this over the years. But also um I think something like this, you know, the Pentagon is releasing information on UFOs. Um I think it can be a, a pretty strong political tool to distract us from other things going on also. I mean I, how many people are going to be talking about UFOs as the sensational headline as opposed to, you COVID. know, the latest COVID numbers or the latest uh, executive order that Biden passes or the latest this, that and the other. And it's just going to it's going to create mm-hmm. a, a bigger mix of stuff that we have to weed through to get to the real important information. It's funny Correct. you bring that out because that's actually something I'm going to be teaching on today. Oh. Yeah. Join us on Discord listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but we it's this desensitization and how we have all this information in front of our faces but the thing is we're just we're just looking at information we're not really trying to seek out the stuff that really matters and the stuff that lasts drowning drowning in ignorance in an abundance of information that's an interesting point information is powerful and who controls the information has a has a, a grip on the narrative and if the government just like the covid is the cdc controlling the information now we knew that the numbers they were producing were not right numbers mm-hmm. but what did it do it gave them power mm-hmm. and what did people do it made them afraid and they released their own common sense to follow what the government said for self-preservation Correct. so you think if a government comes out with ufos and they can control the narrative Think what it can do in the future. And I'm thinking, you know, and I I shared this with Charlie, the end times are going to have a lot of phenomena Mm -hmm. happening. Mm -hmm. How do you explain a world um, military going against God himself? So, yeah, and and you know what the occult is teaching right now? They're teaching that the unworthy and the unrighteous will be taken away by our spiritual beings, aliens, and they're going to take them away so that we can grow through Gaia's birthing pains for the new world. That's the anti-revelation. Well, I'll tell you, it fits. It's just amazing. I think from this day forward, the world in which we have been accustomed to is going to change. The phenomena that we're going to see and experience this is just the beginning. I would advocate that you've already seen that in movies. Yeah. Yes. It's that kind of phenomenal. Yes, and that's and there's a reason Hollywood's pushing that. So and, and I will say just even before, you know, the end times actually is upon us and, and the rapture happens and all of that stuff. Um, this could be a really powerful tool just to attack religion in general before any of that happens. Wow. I mean Ma- Ma- who is it? M- Michael Shermer? Sure, I know his last name is Shermer. Yeah, He's already Shermer. been in pushing forward this idea that our idea of God is indistinguishable 
from super advanced alien technology. Correct. That we as humans would have no way to know the difference between an alien and what we perceive as God. Boy, we could run on that yeah. topic right there That's alone incredible. For a long time. That's an and, incredible thought. And, and you know, people yes. people before would, would look at that and be like, oh, aliens, whatever. But now if we're controlling the narrative and starting to slowly introduce people and get them desensitized to the idea of aliens. Yes. That's a, a viable people, option. Their, their faith will be challenged. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who have not studied the truth of God's word and understand the power of who God really is. This is going to challenge them. Absolutely. So do you want to continue in the economic chair or do you want to switch? I, I just want to say one quick thing about from the economic chair. And I think all of this dialogue has been really good it is as much as of all the things associated with this topic, the economic side of it is the most difficult to really wrap your head into because it's no different than, well, what about Sasquatch? What about New Mexico? You know, I, I mean, Loch Ness Monster. I mean, we, and we could go on, um, on, on some of these things. But the point is, at the end of the day, we as Christians need to understand how much we're willing to allow our government to spend on this kind of stuff. And I think I, I think that's really the, the 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 position for the if you're looking at arguing this point from the world view, the Christian worldview, and the economic standpoint, it's you look at how the money is being used. It's being used for quote unquote COVID relief, two point three trillion dollars. Some people. Fraction population saw eight hundred dollars get to them, out of out of like uh, how many save their drowning businesses. Correct, yeah. exactly. And those business owners mostly did not see that, or they saw it in the form of loans, two percent interest loans. Mm-hmm. So what what you really see there is the government not only mismanaging, but actually maliciously stealing from the people. And that's that. I think that's the real story here is that they're using projects like this to slowly drip and leak and inundate us so that we're ignorant in a sea of information. It's an interesting topic. And from the philosophical standpoint, I'll just wrap and say, I believe the purpose of this uh, is clearly setting up for end time Absolutely. situation. As I was saying earlier, the rapture will come. What they'll say is, hey, they uh, uh, they were unworthy. They were the ones holding us back with mm-hmm. their cri- crippling mores, and they had no real value. It's just this fuddy-duddies. Yeah. Archaic religion. Archaic religion. The new spirit guides from another dimension will be here to lead us and guide us, take more DMT <laughs> to see us. Uh, sorry, Joe Rogan. That's a good uh, one. But, <laughs> to take more DMT to see us and uh, you can commune with us, but there will be some birth pains coming and there will be a being of evil that will come and reign on this world. If you can survive through the tribulation, Mm -hmm. there will be a new earth that you can live on will be the promise they make. Whereas the Christians believe will be taken out. God's going to come back and say, please repent, please repent. You don't repent. I have to make a new world, making a new world. Sorry. Yeah. And so, I think that's I, I think that's what's going to happen. In the meantime, we're playing we're playing goofy goofy reindeer games with this. Speaking of reindeer games, the way the news has handled the Gaza conflict, I would say, is absolutely abhorrent. And there, so there's a great article here. Uh, I'm trying to remember who this is from. It's from CBS News. And it is, there's no real solution for Gaza, former Israeli ambassador says on the takeout, which is, is a CBS program. With that said, the the video here is absolutely appalling. The way they hold this is they say, look, 250 Palestinians died, 16 Israelis died. Look at these awful, and, and, and first off, Children who are killed by rockets, mortars, whatever, that is awful. But who was using them as human shields? 
And so the, the way they say it is, is, oh, look at this girl. She has a spinal injury and she'll never walk again. Every, worst fight night in America. Israeli bombs did this. My question is, who who opened fire mm-hmm. on, on a civilian target? But a cultural hot take from the way the media is handling this. And if you want to delve into Israel-Palestinian conflict, we can do that too. But first, maybe the way the media is handling it. So I'll probably leave that issue for the politics, the political chair, the economic chair, mm-hmm. and that, the theological chair, obviously. But in terms of the cultural chair, just from what I've seen so far, from what the broader thing is, there's a lot of support for Palestine in this issue. A ton of support. I would say it's almost exclusively supporting Palestine and talking about how bad Israel is. I mean, there's fundraisers for Palestine, which, by the way, I think it's funny that the people who hold the, pal- the, the fundraisers for Palestine are the people who are against cruelties against humans but i'm like but you surely you see that israel isn't the only one wrong sure israel has a better military force i mean israel has one of the best one of the best militaries in the entire world but they win but were they wrong but but the thing is to act like there's a side here that is like oh they started they started they started playing this back ultimately at the end of the day it's just it's a mutual conflict yeah, and well, what I would say is this terrorist act and the terrorists using human shields actively killing Israelis. What do you do? Palestinians have a history. I mean, this is their history of where they know the source. Yeah. They have a short history. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, there was an excellent, uh, if, if I can just in, inject this a little mm-hmm. bit, uh, there was a bit of peace talks going between two emissaries, one of the Palestinians, one of the Israelis. And the Israelis said, we cannot start this until we have the ashes of the red heifer. We have to offer sacrifice to the red heifer. It's our Jewish tradition. And the Palestinians stole it year, uh, ages ago. We cannot start until they give us that that ashes. And, and the uh, Palestinian ambassador said, no, we did not. We absolutely did not. He said, yes, you did. And he said, Palestinians said, how could we have? We haven't existed since before the 40s. Oh, thank you. Now we can start. Now we can start, says the, says the Israeli ambassador. So with that said. But cultural, but cultural hot take, though. So that's where the current culture stands. Cultural hot take. Don't jump on the bandwagon. Don't, don't jump on the convenient or what is per, perpetuated as or portrayed as the, the convenient option of just saying, help Palestine, save Palestine, when ultimately at the end of the day, you're you're not they're not it's not being presented as a full picture mm-hmm. and the numbers look bad because i i mean i don't know what you want me to tell you israel i think israel has the fourth or fifth most military might in the entire world and they need to and they need to and so what do you ex- so when the numbers look like that i mean yeah. i'm not surprised that the numbers look like that and it's te- and like john arthur said it's terrible that the numbers look like that i wish that it didn't happen I wish that we could love the Lord your God with all our heart, soul, and mind. That we could love your neighbor as yourself. But that's isn't I, I, that really? I would say that that you have an obligation. But I want to go ahead and roll that over to the political chair. I want to I want to roll over. To, what is the Christian worldview on the political infrastructure when you have a terrorist organization that sends rockets into an unarmed civilian populace? What is the what is the government's duty and role in that? Yeah. Well, first of all, um, 100% Israel has a right to defend itself. I think they have historically held back very much so. They are incredibly careful. When they do strike, they give advanced warning. They send pamphlets, they do phone calls, they say, listen, we are going to have to bomb this area because there are rockets being fired at our people. Please get out. And Hamas does not let them. And just as a broader political thing, you know, even taking out the the um, religious or historic or, or anything like that, Israel is our ally. They are the only piece of democracy in that area. They are the only country that has any version of what we would call freedom. And I am fully aware of many of the examples that people bring up of, well, you know, Israel was wrong when they did this specific strike or that, or, you know, 
Even, <laughs> even if I grant to you that they have done things that are corrupt or they have done military things that, that are wrong or that you would disagree with, if every single example that you can cite is true that they were wrong to do that, they are still not trying to cause a genocide against an entire ethnic population which is what it's being portrayed as yes which is which is what hamas flat out tells you they say we want to kill every single jewish person in the world that cannot in any realm of rationality be compared to anything that israel has done in self-defense whether you agree with with the military strikes that they do or not they are not the terrorist, genocidal, using children as human shields, evildoers in this scenario. They're just not. And there's no way that if you educate yourself and look at the facts, there's no way that you can come to the conclusion that Israel is the the one who is evil. They're not the instigator. No, they're not the instigator. And they are... They're defending themselves. They're defending themselves and their people. Let's not pretend that if a single rocket ever fell on a civilian population in the United States, that we would not rightfully so wipe out whoever was attacking our civilians, our civilian population. I mean, we would we would go out there and. Isn't that the teleology of the government, the mm-hmm. telos? That's what yeah. it's supposed to do is protect. Mm-hmm. But. And then just one last little point, um, what Josh was saying about how the numbers look really bad. I'm not, I'm bringing up World War II because it's the first one that comes to mind. I don't want to like make any, uh, you know, Hitler comparisons just to sound trendy, but Germany in general, Germany lost way more people than the United States. They lost way more people than Great Britain did. They lost way more people than most of the European countries combined. Maybe if you exclude France and Poland. But the in, in actual war, not civilian casualties, they lost so many more people. Was Germany therefore the morally superior? Were they correct? No. The number of people that die have zero impact. Because on we right. rolled them because the world said enough. Yeah. Rightfully so. Good point. Under the theology chair. This Sun problem. rises and falls to the covenant that God made with Israel. Right now we're in the hour of grace. But that covenant is still in place with Israel. And the hatred, I mean, you got the country of Iran. They're sworn Mm -hmm. to to annihilate Israel. Israel is a country that has lost their country twice, and God has brought them back to that. That's incredible. This little spit of land, this is what I, you know, it, it takes... An idea that God has something. It's just a little spit of land. It's it, it really is. And how much that Muslim countries over there want to annihilate this one country and all the people. They don't want to give them grace and just take the land. They want them dead. It is not about the land. And not God, about. America is great and only great because God raised us up to protect Israel. Amen. Well, also... I would say even with that issue of the land, I feel like it's more of an economic issue or it's turned more into an economic issue today. Well, I, I'll, this is one area where I might... It's portrayed as nice this. Segue. I, I might, <laughs> yeah, I might disagree with, with uh, Jennifer a little bit on that, that one point. I think it is about the land because when God promised the land, it is probably the best land that you'll find over there. Well, I'll, I'll, no, I'll, I'll preface... Only when the children of Israel... Are there? But, well, sorry, you, not no, that, that, that's that's good. Yeah. But think about this for just a moment. From the economic standpoint, it is a cesspool of evil over there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I mean, it. I don't know how else to really describe it. What is the one stabilizing force that there is? Israel. Israel, bar none. Mm-hmm. You take Israel out of the picture, and you have a flat out all in war in the Muslim nations. Now, somebody's going to win. Shall we let Iran win? And by the way, to me, probably the the core of the evil sits right there, although it's spread around really good. 
but they are the probably the most dangerous. And they've made no hidden no. statements about what they would like to do. And if you think Israel's a stopping point, you are dreaming. We well, have to think of who also Iran's allied with. And, and that's my point. So it's an issue of, it, from an economic standpoint, do I want to fork out more money to try to defend my nation against a stronger power? Or do I want to go ahead and try to exert a little bit of stability and control? And this is where, in my opinion, Joe Biden is playing a very dangerous game in my book. And Barack Obama did too. When you sit there and you fund and you allow a country like Iran to do what they're doing with regards to nuclear technology, you're asking for it. Well, the question is always why, and I think it goes to the economic chair. It's almost invariably there's a little something, something on the back end. Yes, mm -hmm. I would totally agree. We, we already have proof of that with Biden. Yeah, and I, I think that this this situation over there is is really it it's sad and you know the thing is i'm expecting if you look at the tone and i think this is a point that that josh made pretty well the tone in this nation is more palestinian uh sympathetic well it's not because it's not even just palestinian sympathetic it's just not even considering both sides and not Mm -hmm. Trying to seek a bigger picture and not trying to, yeah, and just hopping on the bandwagon. Well, but look at what Jennifer brought up, and I thought it was a great point. World War II. Look at what the U.S. We can talk about Europe. Mm -hmm. I mean, my goodness, but look at what the U.S. did to Japan. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking in the the course of two nuclear drops, just devastation on a civilian population. Now, some would argue that was so wrong. That was so wrong. That was so wrong. That was the Japanese people not being willing to stop what they were doing, which was trying to overrun all of Indonesia and all of that. And then all of a sudden we dropped two bombs and now all of a sudden they're victims. No, I'm sorry. Eight years of China. <clears throat> the Chinese will have a different story for you than the Japanese being victims. Absolutely. Cutting open their women. Oh, they did awful, evil. awful things. They would rape them and then cut the pregnant women open. And, and it's the worst possible. I, I want to be real clear on something, too. For, for anybody thinking, Charlie, the U.S. was guilty. Yes, the U.S. was guilty of some stuff. Absolutely. And I'm not trying to justify that garbage. But what I am saying is that when evil is presenting itself the way it is in, in today's modern world, you either stop it or you'll be overrun with it. Absolutely. And Absolutely. from an economic standpoint, we have to determine where, we, where we're going to fit in that. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me just um, clarify, I think, my statement about the land. Mm -hmm. Do they want the land? Absolutely. Yep. It is important. But how many offers have been given to the Palestinians for oh, yeah. Gaza? Huge portions of it. The land is important, but it is secondary to annihilating saying. the Jewish people. If they, yeah. if they, if they withdrew to a five foot by five foot square, it would still not be enough. They would. It would not. Yeah. From the uh, from the mm -hmm. river to the sea, Israel mm -hmm. or Palestine must be free. I believe is the chant. It, it, they're satisfied with nothing less than the complete destruction of the Israeli state. Mm -hmm. Which brings me to the question: what, what what's the purpose of this? And you you look at the 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 whole modality by which they're going about this. They are demonizing the Jewish population, mm -hmm. and there's a reason for that. And, and I want to be very careful how I say this. There are forces at work that are beyond our sight. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. there is a, an agenda mm -hmm. that transcends politics, mm -hmm. culture. It transcends. It, it, it's a theological mm -hmm. battle between good and evil. And people who do not love the Lord, do not love Israel. Mm 
and they are God's chosen people. Satan wants to destroy them, so he moves kings against Israel. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing right now is the American culture being pitted against Israel. Once that happens, end times are near. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't. Absolutely. I don't know if we're going to be around as a nation when end times come. I, I don't know, or if it'll just be a meaningless blot. It'll be very interesting. I mean, for those who know Christ, it, you know, we're fine. You know, we're in Christ. Everything is fine. But it is interesting to look at what's happening and to see that uh, everything is focusing again on Israel. And like I said, the sun rises and falls for the covenant that God made for Israel. You must understand that. And I'm sure that the nations over there are a little bold right now, the Palestinian nations, because Joe Biden's in office and he was under Barack Obama. And we all know where what Barack Obama felt about Israel. But as a president, too, if the American culture still is supportive, you've got to be supportive. But if that breaks down... All bets are I th off. And I think the thing, at least politically, what I've seen from Joe Biden, he's just he's trying to straddle the fence. And mm -hmm. you, this is not one of those issues where you can straddle the fence. I, I Yeah. And I absolutely think Biden, and you should weigh in on this, Jennifer, I think Biden is caught between the far left and, his, and his radical left versus the far, far radical mm -hmm. left. Yeah. Well, I mean, what did he say? All he said, Biden said, Israel has a right to defend themselves. He didn't condone how they did it. Um, in fact, I think he's been pretty clear in his actions that he condemns how they're doing it. But all he said was they have a right to defend themselves. Most generic milk toast statement you can make. I don't think he cares. And and Correct. what happened immediately? AOC and Rashida Tlaib and, and Ilhan Omar, they said, no, Israel's committing war crimes. You can't let that happen, Joe Biden. You need to step in and do something. So, you know, I... I don't think if it were... I don't think he would have said a word oh, if absolutely. it hadn't been mm -mm. for them. Correct. And so... And and, and that's, an interesting, that's an interesting point. You've got... I think Rashida Tlaib is actually a, a full-on believer and a jihadist, let's be clear. But I think AOC is just running as far left as she can. Yeah. She's reaching as far as she can. She's got huge mm -hmm. chiropractor bills because uh, of how far she's reaching mm -hmm. uh, to the left because she knows that place. I think yeah. Ilhan Omar is your jihadist. She's a full jihadist. Yeah. yeah I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm Omar. Yeah. Full, full on anti-Semite. Like the, the being opposed to some of Israel's practices or, you know, opposed to, to some of their political decisions or military decisions does not make you an anti-Semite. But if you think that Israel should not exist, that raises I, that, an interesting question. That, that <laughs> I'm not going to say it's 100%, but oh boy, are I you, would. you are. I would. I, 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 the I only would. reason, the only reason I would say it's not 100% is I think one of the biggest problems that we have, and this might be a problem with AOC, um, but more broadly in the culture is people do not educate themselves. No. If, if, if they read just whatever the media put That's out right. and then right. they said, no, I don't think Israel should exist. Look what they've done. It's because they have not taken a single minute of their time to educate themselves right. at all. But the thing is, is when you're talking about politicians they have educated po yes. themselves politicians for yeah. sure yeah if if they don't you, you raise an interesting point and this is this is a point of what i said earlier about this is why you need to know truth mm -hmm. i mean for 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 mm -hmm. everybody listening or watching this this is not just a, a a group of people sitting here dialoguing topics because we want to be popular that that's crazy I mean, I, I can I can do other things. The issue is people need to understand what truth is. Mm -hmm. And it needs to start with Christians. And they need to get bolder and stand up and say, no, enough is enough. And start doing what's right. That's what this is all about. And, and the drive here is to give... If I can just speak to the mission statement, the drive here is 
to give the Christian believer reference points to bounce off of when you want to debate. It's why we have the chairs. If you have someone who's coming from an economic side or a philosophical or a theological, political, cultural, we want to be able to come to them where they are. I meet an atheist who's a Sam Harris fan. The fact that I listen to Sam Harris and Michael Shermer and David Silverman, that's the only way that I can converse with them. If I, if I bring yep. to them Roman's road, Means nothing. Who cares? No. Yeah. Not this person. Yeah. And and so the same is true of economics. If you have someone who is a libertarian, who is a atheist libertarian, you're gonna get them on the economic standpoint and the culture mm-hmm. standpoint. Yeah. Et cetera. The I think what you three just hit on was important. Education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Education is important. But education of what though? Education of the truth. Yep. That's right. Yep. Right. Because I think it was Reagan who said, "It's not that our liberal friends are ignorant; it's just they know so much that is not so." Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. And so you, you can be inundated, you can be ignorant in a sea of information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Spot on. That's right. So, with that said, wrap around the room. Just to sort of sort of codify today's thoughts. Just kind of wrap everything up into a nice little ball. We'll start with the cultural chair. Wrap everything up. Give us a minute spiel. Don't hop on the bandwagon. Stay as far away from the bandwagon as possible. If you see that wagon rolling down your road, do not hop on it. Please do not hop on it. For the sake of hopping for, on it. For the sake of hopping on it. Make sure you understand what's in that wagon because you might jump in that wagon and realize, oh, it's going to the edge of the cliff. Oh, yep. no. Yeah. So are, are, are you wagging your fingers at those who hop on the wagon? No, it's not the end. <laughs> uh, oh, no, no, no. Here's the thing. And this is something I was actually... Pomeroy was physically hurt by that. <laughs> and, this is, and this is the thing, though, because it, it was something I was thinking about as I was getting here. Is like When we come to approach these topics, I'll speak for myself, and I think I speak for everybody. We're not attacking the people. We're attacking the ideology yes. and, and, the, yep. and, and these ideas. You're, you have to see people as prisoners or captives of a foreign ideology that is holding them hostage. Because you can't blame somebody who doesn't get the truth and who doesn't know the truth. Yes, will they be held accountable in the grand scheme of eternity? Of course. Mm-hmm. But if the, you can't, it's it's not, it doesn't make sense to them. I mean, the, the Bible talks about this hardened hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, scales over the eyes. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I was I was just um, in my general reading. I was just um, reading the book of Jonah, actually, and I can't remember the exact quote off the top of my head, but um, I want to say it's in the third chapter when when God is basically explaining to Jonah like why he needs to go to Nineveh, and and, and he says something along the lines of, you know, yes, Nineveh has been doing all of these wicked things. Why wouldn't they? Nobody has told them why this is wrong. Exactly. You know, these the 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 world of lost people is full of of people doing horrible things because they don't have they don't have the the knowledge or the truth dwelling in them that that all of this stuff is Amen. sinful and and will hurt themselves. Amen. And how will they know if they're not told? Mhm. Exactly. The believer's responsibility. And when you tell someone, don't be like Jonah and throw a fit, that it actually works. (laughs) (laughs) The truth of God's word is going to stand no matter what. And those who understand the truth of God's word are not going to be shaken by UFOs. They're not going to be shaken about what's going on in the Middle East. They're going to understand. And there's a lot of Christians that are not biblically sound. They have a little bit. They may even be saved, but they have not focused their attention and studying God's word and learning. And so they're going to be shaken in these times because they don't have the truth to, to stand on. And we talked What's about that. that verse? We talked about it last week. It was last week's verse. It was being yeah. thrown like the wave of the sea. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and or, or do not be like a reed shaken in the wind. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so, There's yes, so many there verses, many verses yeah. on that. Don't be tossed about with every wind of doctrine. Just off. That's three. Just off the top of our heads. There's many more. I think from an economic standpoint, we need to understand, number one, what we think the cost is right now. But number two, we need to look further in the future to what the cost would be given a different set of circumstances. And I think with regards to Israel, you take Israel out. And as I said, in a cesspool of evil, you've got a bunch of uh, Muslim countries over there that are fighting each other. And one of them will win and they will not stop there. 
they will expand. And it's a matter of, are you wanting to defend that or would you rather spend a little bit to kind of help stabilize what's going on? Yeah. So it's a, the economic side is a, is a hard one to argue. Mm -hmm. it's, it's probably one of the most difficult in I'll take it next week. Topic. Yeah. It's a fun one. And, <laughs> it, it is. It's it, a fun side yeah. because it, it bends you to think. Mm -hmm. Yes. And just just to tack on there, I think that's a really good way to phrase it for for our non-Christian friends. Yes. That if Israel falls, then there's no stop for this evil. But for our Christian friends, I think we need to understand God is not going to let Israel. Oh, oh amen. Yeah, and and, I, but, and if, I'm and not if, even if, advocating my position. Exactly, exactly. And 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 I think that goes back to Nikki's point of like the United States was brought up as one of the main protectors of Israel by God. That that is one of the only reasons that God has yeah. blessed this nation so much. And the second we are not their protector anymore, He'll step yeah, in, and, and we don't want that. Coming to do that. We do not want God to have to step into our place because we will pay the price for that yeah, for right. our failure as Christians. Absolutely. So, from the philosophical chair, I'll just wrap up in short. Understand what the purpose of all of this is. If things are not, uh, I'll quote Jan Markell, things are not falling apart, they are falling together. Amen. Things are wrapping up. I think it'll be interesting. I think the uh, thing with UFOs is the purpose of that is to put doubt in the minds of those who might be saved. So we as Christians need to have a theological response to that. As far as the uh, uh, conflict in Israel, what's the purpose of government? To defend the people. That's right. And you cannot hold that against a government for defending her people. I'll uh, wrap that up in short. With that said, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Uh, let us know down in the comment section below what your argument is, best argument is, for this uh, uh, conversation we've had today. Let us know which chair you're in, if you're an atheist, agnostic, what have you, or you just disagree with us. Go ahead and uh, put that disagreement down there, too, and let us know what you think and uh, from which chair you're arguing. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thank you for your listenership. We uh, hope to earn it for many years to come. Thank you, and uh, God bless. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone.